Hello again, everybody. I'm your host, Felipe. And with me, as always, oh, actually, no, I have a new uh, co-host ah. for the week. It's my buddy, Jacob Moses. Sir. Jacob. Oh, well, you know, I didn't even introduce the our podcast, the one that we're doing right now. This is the Total Basis Podcast. This is a baseball podcast. We talk baseball and baseball accessories. Swing for the fences there, Jacob. Uh, Jacob is a special guest. As Austin is on vacation. Jacob, uh, you have a podcast of your own. Go ahead and plug that one in. It's in basketball life. It's a step back with me, myself, excuse me, and my guy, Leon Tompkins. We will hopefully be on Monday. You know, we are discuss all the COVID happenings, everyone and their mama being out, Kyrie coming back to play part time, uh, Knicks doing crappy, the Bulls getting smacked with COVID. Just it's, it's wild, man. Hopefully we don't get back to the bubble, but definitely Monday we're going to be looking into going there. Luca and, versus, yeah. uh, Luca versus uh, Rick Carlisle, maybe. Oh, oh Lord. We're going to get into that one. Like I said, we bring the smoke. I mean, we got action. It's going to be a lot coming, but come Monday, we'll be ready. I'm just saying, everybody was quick to point to Luka Doncic as being the problem, but it turns out that he wasn't the problem. He was the solution all along. Gun smoke. Man, that shit is catchy as hell. I've been using that for everything. Like you said, you're not even using it right. I don't care. It's so... I, I like using it. It is. It's cool, though. You, you catch a little zinger, you clack, go and smoke. Well, that's my favorite part of the Actually, no. I, uh, gun smoke. I got a shirt for that, too. That's, that's another one's going to be coming. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, yeah. no, it's going to be good. We need to start doing that. What would the total basis shirt be? What uh, Let's see. All we did, like, well, last year it was easy because all we did mm-hmm. was talk about Josh Stoutmont, the uh, Kansas City relief pitcher. <laughs> In 2021, when Sean was uh, around for a while, all we did was argue about Nick Madrigal. So um, I remember that. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe I'll, I might. I might do something with. Uh, oh, Slappy! I, I'll, I'll just get a T-shirt that says Slappy, and it'll just be a baseball going up the middle. That would be awesome. Grounding I would, I would, actually, I would I was so by that. I'm telling yeah. you, we all should have our freaking signature shirts every show. Everybody got a signature saying. Yeah, uh, well, I, I listen to a wrestling podcast, uh, and it seems like. All they do is just come up with shirt like t-shirt ideas. Oh, that's a t-shirt oh, idea. Like mm-hmm. I think one of them was uh, the right to the right to arm bars or to bar arms instead of bare arms, bar arms, because you know wrestling terms, MMA terms, you know. Oh, oh man. But anyway, <sighs> we are here to talk. Jacob was so n- n- nice enough to uh, join me this morning and to talk about uh the CVS sports fantasy baseball. And the recap was written by Scott White. Like I mentioned last year, this is a guy I, I respect and I enjoy mm-hmm. uh, listening to and talking about, uh, uh, talking about his work, I should say. So he's going to go ahead and do the uh, uh, the recap of the the CBS Sports head-to-head points league mock draft. Last year, we did I did this by myself, and it was a, a rotisserie league, uh, mm-hmm. a five-by-five rotisserie league, you know, traditional rotisserie, roto. This year it's a points league, so I don't know. I wasn't interested to see what uh, what points that they were using, but obviously, I mean, it's a typical points league. You know, seven points for wins, maybe ten points for wins, four points for home mm-hmm. runs, two points for doubles, three points for triples, so on and so forth. Um, so he wrote something about it at, over at CBS Sports. So we're basically just gonna do like I haven't seen the list. All I know is that Juan Soto is the number one uh, person that was picked in this draft. So it's gonna be a lot of. Uh, initial reactions to the picks here mm-hmm. and here are the combatants who took part of this uh, mock draft micah henry i guess he got the first pick scott white 
Jake Weiner or Weiner? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going Weiner. All right. Well, I, I guess I just pointed out Michael Henry is is uh, is from the New Life Fantasy. I don't know if that's a podcast or website. But Scott White, I know he's from CBS Sports. Jack mm. Weiner. <laughs> that's you know. Let's call him Weiner. I think Weiner. Yeah. Jack, Jack, Jack Jake Weiner. I think that's a little more professional. Uh, so he's from a website called Prospects Fifteen Hundred. I'm assuming it's a website. Chris mm-hmm. Mitchell from Fantasy Data. John Russell from. Uh, oh, that's the the great Fantasy Baseball Invitational participant. So yeah. uh, Phil uh, Pompshek. Yeah, Pump- uh, something called Patton and Company, uh, Frank Stample, CBS Sports. So Frank Stample. Who that is? <laughs> well, he was a guy I, I kept uh, I kept uh, uh, making fun of on his picks because I, I, mm. I now that I I went and re listened, I know that his name came up a lot because I was kind of uh, mocking his mock draft a lot. So mm. let's see what he if he does a little bit better this year. Uh, R.J. White, there's a name from last year's list as well, also from CBS Sports. Nick Mimikos from Stack Attack Podcast. Nathan mm-hmm. Judah from Express and Star, Raymond Atherton, uh, just from Raymond Atherton, I guess, and Dan Gilbert of the Fantasy Fisticuffs podcast. So there it is. In all its glory, round by round round and team by team. And this is who they did in the first round. Uh, Let's make this a little bit bigger for the people out there to see this better. Uh, I went a little bit too far. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know if I like that. One through six picks. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah, so we, Juan Soto number one, man. What do you think about that? Is that are you shocked about that? Nah, it, this is like a slam dunk pick. Honestly, his walk to strikeout ratio is crazy, and the numbers that he's gonna put up is he's a superstar. But, you know, he'll he'll get you thirty home runs if he's all 30-35. Because like, I wish he was. I think he could steal more. Yeah, if he really wanted to, but he gets on base. He he does everything on the diamond, man. He I mean. He just he's amazing. But yeah, they got that definitely got it right. As a national, hate him, but can't <laughs> hate his game. Juan Soto, he's the man. That's that's a slam dunk pick for me. Now, this is this I'm kind of shocked to see the first few names because last year the the top five or six picks was littered with mm-hmm. um with outfielders. Mike Trout, Ronald Acuna, yep. uh, all those guys. Christian Yelich, I think, was still a top five pick. And now it's Juan Soto and then a bunch of infielders before we get to Bryce Harper, the MVP from last year. And then and then Garrett Cole was the number one pick last year. Now he's number seven to Frank Stample. Um, so I know it's a points league, but I'm kind of shocked that that Juan Soto, the guy who only mm. stole nine bases last year, uh, although his steamer projections have have them at, at 11 stolen bases, mm-hmm. uh, is going number one. But that just goes to show you the different dynamic of points league versus head to head. I'm sorry, points leagues, head to head points leagues be, uh, against uh, roto leagues. Roto leagues emphasize mm-hmm. stolen bases a little bit more. So um, you mentioned stolen bases. You wish you could steal more bases, um, but obviously that's not going to deter you from if you got the number no. one pick. You're going to get Juan Soto every time. Is what oh, I'm hearing. Easy, easy. Yeah. Not even you're not considering Vlad Guerrero or Trey Turner no. or Fernando Tatis. No. Trey Turner. He will definitely make me think because his 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 speed obviously elite. So and I like guys that can actually get on base and steal. I mean, it just creates runs, does everything for your team. You're that trendsetter, table setter, excuse me. And yeah, Trey Turner would definitely make me think, especially the year he had last year. Now he played for the Dodgers. Um, it'll make you think. But Juan Soto, it's easy for me. All right. Well, 
I only ask because that's uh, you mentioned Trey Turner. Okay, so Trey Turner uh, wrote a, in a rotisserie league, right? five, traditional mm-hmm. five by five. We're still in bases are a little bit more. You, you, it sounds like you would go Trey Turner number one and then Juan Soto number two. Is that what I'm thinking? Is that what, what you're uh, gathering here? Yeah. Because I've heard, yeah, the, uh, excuse me, stolen bases are pretty big, like you said, in the Roto League. So you would go to Trey Turner. Plus, he can, you know, get a hold of the ball. He's, he could be a, I'll say 30, 40 guy. Ooh. That's stuff the manager lets him go, you know, because sometimes, especially with his injury history, you don't know what kind of green light he's going to get. Yeah. But yeah. In the alternate world, I can see that. In the Roto League, yeah, I can see Trey Turner. Now, I don't know what he did with the Dodgers. I know the Dodgers are a little bit um, – I feel like they're a little bit more restrictive when it comes to stolen bases. That is true. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know if that, that's our real facts. Oh, wait, I can actually see the partial season. So, with the Nationals, he stole 21 bases. And with the mm-hmm. Dodgers, he stole 11, but in, in 52 games. So, <laughs> do that. Dodgers. The Dodgers. Hi, hello again, everybody from Chavez Ravine. It's Ben Scully. Well, I mean, 11, I mean, 11 stolen bases in 52 games. I, what, what is that like? That's not, that's, I guess it's not bad. I mean, Mm-mm. I mean, that, that's like, it, it, I guess if you were to play a whole season, that, that's close to 30, 40 stolen bases right there. So maybe, mm-hmm. maybe the Dodgers know they're, they're going to let him go and, and he's going to produce. So, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, it's a slam dunk no matter what. Uh, Vlad Guerrero, number two. I mean, I have him on my head-to-head categories league. Mm-hmm. I'm sure in a points league, he's even more valuable because he's just a, a source of massive power. Uh, but those are like the slam dunks. Again, it's just I want just wanted to point out um, the top five goes Juan Soto, Vlad Guerrero, Trey Turner, Fernando Tatis, and Bryce Harper. So I, I swear, last year, this was littered with outfielders. And yep. now it's like a mixed bag, not even a pitcher. But again, that was a five by five roto league as opposed to this head to head points league. Um, aside from that, I mean, in the first round, is there any name that kind of shocks you to see going so in this first round in, in the first 12 picks here? Kyle Tucker. Uh, where is he? Kyle Tucker? No, uh, my, so, oh, so I was round two. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm looking at yeah. you. Wait. This is Michael right, Henry. So this is Michael Henry. Okay, seat, yeah, I'm, lo- I'm looking. I'm looking. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, sorry okay. about that. First round, no, nah, it's all good. So, yeah. Soto. No, it's not. I don't see any shocks there. Mike Trout going number 12 doesn't shock you or uh, well, doesn't make you think? <laughs> no, because everybody knows he's not. <laughs> Is he really going to play a full season anymore? I mean, that I, that's that's the only reason that he would drop that far. I mean, dude, best play in the game. Yeah. But how much you're going to get out of him? You know, one dive and dude is out for half of the year, so. I know it might irritate a lot of Angels fans, but let, let's be real. It's just like kind of Jacob LeGround, LeGround with me. Yeah. What are you going to get out of him? I yeah. mean, great pitcher, one of the best, if not the best pitcher in the league. Mm-hmm. But is his forearm going to act up? Is his shoulder going to act up? What's going to what's gonna happen? But, yeah, that's that's not shocking, actually. So, uh, with Mike Trout, it well, we were taught – we were talking about this, like, mm-hmm. okay, so he's off. His career is off to a great start, and and people are mm-hmm. saying, oh, he's a he's a surefire Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the, the the advanced metrics love this guy so much. Um, he's a once in a generation player, just doesn't have any team success. But now, what is he now? He's gonna be he's uh, entering 30. his age thirty season, mm-hmm. and I think I brought it up maybe a season or two ago. Like, what's to stop you from guaranteeing this guy's spot in the Hall of Fame? in Cooperstown um, because 
we've seen players get off to really good starts of their careers and then just fizzle out. Andrew Jones being one of those guys. Yeah. So how far is he from like if he becomes Andrew Jones, right? Like, like if mm-hmm. he, he experiences that same career dip, do you still consider him a Hall of Fame player? Yeah, because Andrew Jones is the Hall of Fame player. Ah, there you go. I, 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 he's going. If he doesn't go, I will be shocked. And then I'll just say something the fuck is, is really wrong with that freaking ballot because Andrew Jones in his prime is everything he did on the field. Dude hit 35 to 40 home runs, stole bases, his glove. Like, come on. <laughs> it's, but yeah, definitely Trout would still be a Hall of Famer. It's, if he even got there, you know, 400 home runs, I, I think that's going to be the base for it now. Mm-hmm. At least if you get there, you're automatically going in. You know how you have that 3,000 strikeout, Max Scherzer. You don't got the, yeah. He has the wins. His wins is getting up there, but he's not going to get to 300. But he has the 3,000 strikeout. CC, another yeah. one. No, he's going. But um, Jake might get there. Um, but, yeah, if Andrew Jones goes in, Trout is definitely going in. And speaking of the Hall of Fame, we will have a Hall of Fame show. I'm, I'm, as of right now, it's still going to happen. Martin Luther mm-hmm. King Day, all, uh, all three of us, Dan Butler, Austin Spiro, and myself, we're off that day. So we're going to take advantage of that and uh, do a podcast. We're going to talk about the Hall of Fame a week before the announcements are made as to mm-hmm. which players from that uh, uh, Baseball Writers of, uh, uh, of America Associate, whatever it's called, the BBWAA, I think it's the correct acronym. Uh, make their announcements the following week, so we're gonna break it down, give you guys a chance. And may, hey, we have a we have a poll. Uh, Dan Butler uh, was nice enough to create a poll on the Google on a Google Sheets uh, form. Mm-hmm. Uh, vote for the ten guys you want to see. Now that is a little bit different because that is to um, induct the next batch of players into our Baseball Life Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, you guys uh, listening on the Baseball Life group uh, over here on Facebook. You all voted for Kurt Schilling to be inducted, and that's it. That's the only player that was inducted last year into our Baseball Life Hall of Fame. So I hope, hope you're all proud of yourselves. <laughs> Shame to yourselves. Jeez. All right. Well, let's move on to the second round then. Uh, so Mike Trout is then Dan Gilbert follows up with Corbin Burns. Um, and then there's Ronald Acuna, Mookie Betts, Aaron Judge, Brandon Woodruff. Shohei Otani in the second round at eight at the 18th pick overall. Um, what do you make of that? Otani, the MVP from last year, going that late in this draft. That's fair. <laughs> but he won uh, MVP yeah. though. I mean, we saw Bryce so? Harper. Bryce Harper uh, was on the first <laughs> round. Why can't Shohei Otani? I thought he was supposed to be the Harper Babe did, Ruth. Yeah, but Bryce Harper did it. He's done it his whole career. I mean, it's mm. just I. You always got to go with what you've seen for years rather than what you've seen for like two years. Bryce Harper is Bryce Harper, dude. Yeah. He's won multiple MVPs. Am I wrong? I mean, he's won how many years? This is the second? I believe so. so yeah. I don't keep track, so but he, it sounds yeah, right. So he's definitely, yeah. He's definitely done it before. You know, Otani does it again this year. I'll give him props. Great player. What he's, what he's done is amazing. Both sides. And you can't discount that, but Bryce Harper, he's a, I'll take him over. Shall we? All right. Yeah. I mean, that's like you said, uh, Harper is the established name. Otani, I mean, he had a great season, but I think there's a little bit of concern with a 257 batting average, which, I mean, for him, that's pretty mm-hmm. good. I, I'm not, because he had a really bad, 
it's kind of, I'm not going to say, you know, too bad of a second half, but yeah, he kind of, uh, kind of, uh, did, uh, uh, I mean, it was impossible to keep up with that first half pace that he did, Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, that, that second half was not too friendly to him. And he strikes, is he striking out at at nearly a 30% clip? Luckily he does walk 15% of the time as well per plate Mm -hmm. appearance. So he does balance those strikeouts out, but it's getting dangerously close to that uh, mark where he's like maybe Joey Gallo without the stolen bases and triples. So, you know, (laughs) so something to look out for. And, and, you know, he still has to uh, deal with the stresses of pitching and the angels. Mm -hmm. It looks like they're going to still go with a six man rotation, which uh, yeah, that's going to mess up a lot of people, but uh, who's that? Frank Stample going. Okay. So show Otani going to Frank Stample's team. Uh, we get Zach Wheeler uh, going to number 19, Byron Buxton, Rafael Devers, Freddie Freeman, Shane Bieber, and Kyle Tucker. Uh, out of that second-round list, let's go with the player you did not like here. What player on this uh, in the next 12 picks did you not like uh, being drafted in the second round? Uh, Will I love Buxton. You're taking a, a shot. I mean, obviously you're looking at stolen bases with him. And his health, his health scares the hell out of me. I love Byron Buxton, but that health, man. Devers, he's good money. Freddie Freeman, how can you hate Freddie Freeman? Who does everything on the field. Mm-hmm. Bieber, came back from an injury, so you're taking a – but he's still Cy Young guy, Cy Young candidate. Kyle Tucker, I've seen him on a lot of lists. He's definitely made some strides in Houston. If Sean I had to him. pick one. Oh, yeah, he, he's good. I, I give him that. But if I'm going to pick someone that I hate, it's Buxton. <laughs> I, I got to go Buxton. <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust him, man. I really don't. Yeah. I, and I hate to say that. I really do. But I hate. I just, his body of work. Just mm-mm. So John Russell gets Bryce Harper and then follows up with Byron Buxton. So he's yeah, going outfield that. heavy. He's not going to take any mm-hmm. chances at outfield. Uh, so for those who don't remember, Byron Buxton uh, he had a heck of a season. Looks like he was having a breakout and then he got injured. So <laughs> aside from the 2020 season where only 60 games were played, Byron Buxton has failed to get into the triple digit games in 2021. 2019 and 2018 and then again in 2016 um and it's all the same thing i mean the guy plays hard but he gets injured too easily and uh he also comes with a really bad strikeout rate walk to strikeout ratio as well and last year it looked like he was putting things together like he was kind of making up for that by just putting the bat on the ball more often it seems like i mean he was hitting 306 before he got hurt and then we never saw him again yeah and that's all he really has to do with his speed just Put the ball in play. I mean, things that happen when you have elite speed, man. It's it'll happen. But I said one dive or one overrun in the bag and he's down. <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't have hit him that high. No way. Let's see. Uh yeah, outside the strike zone contact rate was at 60%. That was a career high for him last year. Mm-hmm. Uh contact rate stayed the same. Uh, but the swinging strike percentage went down to 14.8. Uh, well, that's right in line with his career. But no, most importantly was that he made more contact outside the strike zone. And that kind of mm-hmm. made a little bit of the difference there. Otherwise, he's still an aggressive swinger. But like you mentioned, when he put with his speed. Now, I got to ask you, with all these injuries, mm-hmm. I, like, I, and I forgot what the injury was this time around. Um, mm-hmm. But with all these injuries, there's wear and tear happening. I mean, do you, should we still consider his speed to be elite? As dumb as that sounds, I mean, 
It's, I mean, it's natural. He's 28 years yeah. old. He'll be 29, actually. He'll be t- actually, he just turned 28. My bad. He just turned, mm-hmm. he's entering his 28th season, uh, his age 28 season. It, I mean, are you are you concerned that all these injuries are going to start to pile up uh, for next nah. season? Uh, with speed wise, when we're talking about going back to that, I don't think it'll go anywhere yet. Because mm-hmm. you've seen guys like Sterling Marte, you mm-hmm. know, he, dude is what, 33, 34, and his speed is still there. He stole 40 bases last year. That's true. So it, it can actually, I think his speed won't go anywhere for a while, but it's hard to break those injuries once you have them. It, it's, it's something always going to be nagging. Matt Nagy, what? <laughs> it's a quick hello to uh, Harry, Dean, and Corey. Corey Richmond, formerly Ew. of the Workshoot Podcast and and all that wrestling talk. Let's see here. Moving on to the third round. So, thank you guys for joining us this morning. Appreciate it. On to the third round. Uh, Robbie Ray in the third round. And uh, this was one from last year where I was kind of mocking whoever picked this guy. Uh, and it was an, <laughs> and it was in a double digit rounds too. I think it was round thirteen, round fourteen. Mm-hmm. Like Robbie Ray, oh man! I mean, I I always like Robbie Ray, but man, he just came with so many control issues. Like he couldn't mm-hmm. keep his walks down, and then he put things together. And now he's going to the Seattle Mariners, a nice young up and coming team. Uh, do you believe in Robbie Ray um, for next season? Absolutely, especially in that part. He's getting out of there. Listen, you win a. Cy Young in the AL East, man. <laughs> that, that holds weight. <laughs> and going to a better ballpark pitching-wise for him, I think he'll do great, mm-hmm. especially to head that, I'll say, it's going to be a relatively young staff. But I think that's going to be their Achilles heel, actually, is their pitching besides Robbie Ray. But um, I think he'll do well in Seattle. And I think Definitely. Th- and I think this is the first time, let me see, one – Two, three, four. Okay, so there were four starting pitchers that went in the second round, and now mm-hmm. five starting pitchers are going in this third round. So we're now seeing these experts. Not, I don't, I'm not going to use the word panic, but they are, they are kind of uh, having a sense of urgency that maybe I got to pick my pitcher right now, right here in this round. Mm-hmm. Robbie Ray, Julio Urias, uh, Sandy Alcantara, Lucas Giolito, and Aaron Nola. So I got to ask you, of those five pitchers, I mean, that's a hell of a rotation there, but of mm-hmm. those five – who do you not trust there? You said uh, Robbie Ray, Julia Rios, um, Sandy Alcantara, Lucas Giolito, and Aaron Nola. Mm. That's solid, man. <laughs> telling you, <laughs> that's, that's really solid. That's tough. Um, if I had to pick one, Urias. Uh, Ooh, I did not expect uh, I, that. I I just. No, the kid is good, but uh, it's hard to go on this Nola. You know, it's really Robbie Ray just came off of Cy Young. Yeah. I can't I, man? That that was really freaking tough. <laughs> Only the tough questions are asked here, man. Wow, that, that was good. That was oof. but yeah, I'm gonna go with Yuri's. Uh, anything in particular that you don't like? I mean, he won 20 games last season. He plays for a really good team with the Dodgers. Well, I mean, that, well that's also, you know, when you have an offense like that that can score you runs, mm-hmm. you're going to win a lot of games. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, Ari Dickey won a Ari, um, Cy Young. Let's just say that and won 20 <laughs> games. So, <laughs> but I don't know. He just seems combustible. Is it something like he'll look good? Like this is his one year he looked really good, and then the next year is – it's going to go to shit, I think. But I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but I'm going to pick that. 
I think he's just – I don't know how consistent he's going to be after this year. Yeah. I mean, he, this he might is, have been his ceiling year. <laughs> boy, I mean, I, if that's a ceiling year, boy, oh, boy. Uh, we, we, we've been kind of waiting for this guy to uh, yeah. blow up and the Dodgers kind of uh, needed him to be a bullpen guy and then put him back in the starting rotation and back and forth they go. And and we, we criticize the Dodgers for for from a fantasy perspective for babying their starting pitchers too much. But mm-hmm. from a real-life perspective, they're doing the absolute smart thing here. But it is frustrating as a fantasy owner, especially when you've been waiting for Julio Rios to kind of blow up. And he finally mm-hmm. does last year. And... Yeah, I guess compared to the other guys, he is the uh, the least established guy. But I guess he also comes with the most upside. I mean, then you got mm. I me. Mean, you still got Sandy Alcantara, which is I, mean, I like. S- I like him. Yeah, right. I really, especially that that guy has electric stuff, mm-hmm. and plus he's starting to put it together as well. I, I don't know. I'm going with Urias. I think uh, Sandy Alcantara would have been like an easy pick, but you're just thinking about it and. This is offense. His off, like I said, he pitched well, but the offense is it helped a lot. <laughs> well, I was a Lucas Giolito owner. I think that's the guy I'm gonna go with. Uh because okay. it took him forever to get to this elite status. <laughs> and then, you know, last year was I mean, it was I mean, on paper it looked pretty good, but if you're like uh, if you were a Lucas Giolito owner like I was last mm-hmm. season, you're kind of ha- scratching your head like, what the hell happened last year? Why he wasn't <laughs> as dominant? The strikeouts were down, the fastball velocity on average was down last year, ERA went up. So you're you're kind of just kind of scratching your head like, huh? So now what? What do I expect? The WHIP went up again to uh, 110, which is good, but you know we were drafting this guy. I mean, he's being drafted in the third round, so obviously. Uh, who drafted him? Raymond Atherton thinks that mm-hmm. there's going to be a bounce back year. So we'll see what happens. I mean, it's, I mean, it's still a solid choice. I don't know if, if I would do it, uh, put him as my anchor for my mm-hmm. rotation. But I mean, then you got to ask yourself, okay, would you do it for Aaron Nola, Charlie Morton? I mean, the, 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 the cupboard's getting bare here in terms of starting mm-hmm. pitchers. So let, let me, let's take a look at that. Let's, this is what we're doing. Kevin mm. Gossman, which is a guy I like. Now, I don't know if I like him now mm. with the Toronto Blue Jays. No. <laughs> I mean, Lance, Lance Lynn, Logan Webb, uh, Jose Barrios, Freddie Peralta, Chris Sale. So I guess a lot of these guys come with a lot of baggages of their own. Mm-hmm. So maybe you, if you are looking for that true ace pitcher, mm. uh, maybe you do go and snatch up Lucas Gilito before it's too late. Because compared to the other guys, he is the guy. Uh, he's probably the most established guy. Um, mm. But Logan Webb was solid, though. Yeah, yeah, he's solid. But there's another one of those guys. You, you, he's unproven. He, you don't know if he mm-hmm. can repeat what he did last year. I mean, he, I know this. I mean, I've been, this is a guy I've been keeping you an eye him, on baby. forever. I, I had him for a little bit, and I think I had to let him go because he got hurt, and then someone else mm-hmm. snatched him. I think Sean might have snatched him up, and that's why he won the championship, and I didn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, he had a remarkable uh, uh, breakout year last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, and uh, helping the Giants uh, uh, top the Dodgers as well. So a pretty good year for him. But, yeah, a lot of these starting pitchers in the, in the what's this, the fourth round, a lot of question mm-hmm. marks, a lot of question yeah. marks. So I don't know, man. Maybe it, the, it's hard because starting pitching has been very frustrating to deal with and has been very, mm-hmm. very uh, perplexing and unpredictable. But if this – Mock draft is any indicator. I don't know if I want to wait until the fourth round to get my first starting pitcher. I mean, uh, would you agree or would you? I agree. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of these wait. pitchers. Go ahead. I'm you sorry. Just... No, no. Go ahead. I'm just. I'm looking at it. 
I think Lance Lynn might be uh, the one guy I might consider, and he might be better mm-hmm. than Lucas Giolito on the same team there with the White Sox. Mm-hmm. But he's getting up there in age, and uh, and he looked kind of uh, kind of exhausted, you know, by the end mm-hmm. of the season. So I don't know if that's a COVID thing or if that's a maybe pitching will make a bounce back next year and get all these guys their arm strength back because you know they've mm-hmm. been dealing with the. Uh, with the shortened uh, season and then, you know, kind of having to recalibrate and play for uh, 162 games at going every five games. Um, I don't know. I just don't know what to make it. I do like Jose Barrios. I just don't know if I want to trust him as being, if I want to, if I want to spend fourth round capital on him, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, so he might be considered, but then yeah, Chris Sale, Freddie Peralta. I mean, those are question mm-hmm. marks in the fourth round, but let's take a look at the hitters. I mean, are the hitters any better? I mean, you got Austin Riley, Nolan Aronado, those are two guys I, I I am not looking to draft, especially Nolan Aronado. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, Pete Alon- that no, no. <laughs> we, we in the baseball life Facebook group, we we do enough of uh, Nolan Aronado bashing because and I already oh, and I already explained myself last week. Actually, last week with Austin, I explained why I don't like Nolan Aronado. Uh, mm-hmm. He's not been the same for a while now, and is we're getting to a point where he's just living off his reputation. Now, there's always a, 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 a there's always a possibility that he'll bounce back, right? Big bounce back mm-hmm. in St. Louis. He'll get used to his uh, surroundings as well, and uh, he's on a really good team. So maybe uh, that will make up for a lot of inconsistencies that he had last year. I mean, from a guy who had 30, mm-hmm. 30 plus home runs, how can you say that in a hundred plus RBI? What are you talking about? And mm-hmm. listen to the episode from before last week. And I explained myself a little bit better there. Um, Pete Alonzo, maybe I consider, but I feel like I can get a first, I can get a first baseman at any time, but maybe that's what gets me in trouble all the time. It's like, ah, first baseman. That's easy. Oh, uh, wait. Oh, wait. I would have, I would have been Alonzo too. Not just me being a Met fan. I like, I like my power. Yeah. I want to have my, 30, 35 home runs, maybe 40, plus the RBIs, you know, obviously runs scored. But, yeah, I definitely, of course, I'm going to like the Alonzo pick. Although, as soon as I, I say that, you know, last year in the uh, fan track, in our in our, in our our fantasy baseball, Jacob, uh, mm-hmm. league over at the fan tracks uh, website, the Baseball Life Fantasy Baseball League, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I in the first three rounds of our keeper league, you know, with the three keepers already established, I went mm-hmm. with Vlad Guerrero and Anthony Rizzo in the first three rounds. So, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I, I'm a hypocrite. Did you go Rizzo, really? I did go Rizzo because uh, sentimental reasons and um, understandable. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's uh, I'll admit it. That's my homer pick. But I thought, hey, of all the players, this is the most established guy. This is the guy I can trust. Mm-hmm. And it's and I wanted to go outside the box. I, I usually don't do that. Pick a lot of first basemen like that in the early mm-hmm. and, and fill up my utility spot with uh, Anthony Rizzo. But I wanted to mm-hmm. do something different. I go, you know, I've been doing it the opposite. It was like George Costanza on Seinfeld. Like, I'll be the opposite <laughs> of what I've been doing my whole life, you know. <laughs> and it worked out for me a little bit, even though Rizzo didn't uh, make have a monster year. But anyway, that's another podcast for another time. Corey Seager, mm-hmm. Xander Bogart. So I feel like maybe the hitters might be a little bit more of a surefire thing than the pitchers in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. Um, so just really quick. uh uh, give me one hitter and one pitcher that you like, and just you don't have to explain. Just give me top of your head, gun to your head, which pitch, starting pitcher and hitter, do you like in this fourth round? Fourth round, hmm. I don't like Charlie Martin. <laughs> I'm gonna go with fourth round. Let's see. I'm gonna go with Webb. Ooh, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go in a bucket and I'm going to go with Alonzo. All right. That's fair. 
That's more than fair. I mean, the fourth round, this is the time where you make these big board decisions. I mean, every, anybody can draft those first three rounds and call it a day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now you get to this, the fourth and fifth round and we should see more interesting names. Now, Dylan Seas is a very intriguing player. Now, that is a guy I've been trashing for a while now. <laughs> but I think this third year, third season coming in as a, as a regular contributor to the White Sox in the rotation, mm-hmm. this might be hopefully finally the year that he puts it together where he's like well if he doesn't make it as a starting pitcher there's always the bullpen like no 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 if you're the white Sox and you have a bullpen arm and dylan sees you kind of shot yourself in the foot um because you need this guy solid though i I, he has he still has a little bit of command issues i think Mm -hmm. like the where i mean there's games where he looks unstoppable and there's other games where he just gets lit up and Mm -hmm. it's the same thing it's the i mean his stuff is fantastic it's just can he command it? Can he make uh, hitters swing at pitches that they don't want to swing at? Mm-hmm. And for the most part, uh, all his peripherals numbers shows that he was able to do that. The walk rate is a little bit too high still at 3.69. I mean, if we're talking a guy with ace-like stuff. We want to see that number, that walk per nine inning a little bit lower, I think. I mean, maybe my standards are too high. Maybe I'm asking too much. But, um, <laughs> I mean... It's, I mean, it's about trusting guys, right? You got it. Mean, and the 1.25 whip. I mean, I was complaining about Lucas Giolito's 1.10 whip. And now here comes Seats with a 1.25 whip. So, yeah, it's a, it's a game of inches. So it, it's it's something that he needs to work on um, if he wants to be, uh, a, you know, a mid-tier starting pitcher to a elite level. Because he has the stuff. He really mm-hmm. does have the stuff. He has lightning stuff. And I keep using that word lightning, uh, stuff, stuff, stuff. But it's true. I mean, his pitches are, are. I mean, when he's on, he's he's damn nearly unhittable. But that's mm-hmm. the thing. He unfortunately he does get hit. Uh, let's see. <laughs> and I'm just gonna fact check myself. Is that really the case with him? Is he? So, so the, the hits per nine innings should be. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's only 139 hits versus 165 innings. So I mean, he does. He did show some dominant stuff. So now he just has to put it together and keep those walks down, and then he could be. A really nice deal from Micah Henry, who's uh, let's see, how's this team looking like? So he picked uh, Freddie Peralta and Dylan Cease. Oh, okay, so whatever. But I, mean, I like Freddie Peralta too. But I don't know what the Brewers are doing with them. Uh, the six man rotation, I'm not a fan of. Cease is still in a five man rotation. So mm-hmm. uh, anything else that I need to say about Dylan Cease here? Um, let me see. I'm looking to see. Ah, there's the plate discipline numbers. Um, so yeah, he's inducing a little bit more swings. The contact rates are going down. So he's on the right path, but I like I mentioned on the show all the time, pr- uh, progress and development is not linear. It's not always linear, but with C's, I feel like he is this close, this so freaking close to becoming that dominant pitcher that the White Sox and fantasy leaguers need. Um, anybody else that catch your eye in this uh, fifth round here, Jacob? Hmm. Well, uh, one thing I will mention is that Josh Hader, that's the, I think that is the first relief pitcher that has gone off the board here. Yeah, that, well, I like, I, see, that's the thing. I want my saves. I, I like that as well. Mm-hmm. Let's get your saves. And he's going to get strikeouts. That, that's what he does. Yeah. I, li- I like that pick, honestly. Yeah. And for him, it's very important uh, uh, that he keeps that closer's role in Milwaukee because mm-hmm. the Brewers, as you know, are stacked in the bullpen. Every year, mm-hmm. they just find guys that they can plug in. Uh, Devin, Williams. Devin Williams, yeah, for sure. Uh, so as long as in a points league, 
as long as Hader continues to have that closers role, he should just be a points league god. But it, it, he's a little bit better in roto leagues because you know he'll save, he'll help you with the ERA, the WHIP, and the strikeouts from a relief mm-hmm. pitching standpoint. But yeah, if you take away the saves, then now you just have a whatever relief pitcher because he's left-handed. So the Brewers might be like, you know, analytics suggest that he should be pitching in the sixth, seventh, eighth inning, not the ninth. Mm-hmm. So you're always worried about that. But as long as you keep him in the ninth, he's okay with me. Uh, Salvador Perez, I think he's the first catcher that has gone off the board as well. Yep. Uh, oh, by the way, speaking of Dylan C's, uh, Melvin, I, he his spider senses must be tingling because he goes, I come here, <laughs> and the first name I hear is Dylan C's. And I, I, I guess I turned him off the show. So he's probably gone now. Sorry, Melvin. But we have, these are things we have to talk about. But uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, Melvin does the Baseball Cosmos uh, Facebook page, and uh, he basically is our group's uh, uh, Caribbean League and Winter League's uh, expert. So go check out his page and check out his content. Absolutely. So Salvador Perez, uh, I don't know, man. Catcher is a very (laughs) tricky uh, position, and and Austin and Mm -hmm. I, we talked about it last week um, on our show, and there's like a lot more prospects than i remember in the yeah. top 12 and salvador perez with the big monster year last year i mean i don't know what are you fifth round for salvador perez is that too early or is that just no, right? i think that's fair that's i think fair. that's fair if you're going to go catch it you're going to go with the best one and that's salvador perez yeah if you're absolutely going to pick one because catcher is one of the worst positions as as i know and i'll finish the week it <laughs> I'm thinking Alfaro is going to do something, and he kept getting hurt, and it, it was just ridiculous. But oh, Salvador man. Perez, that was hey, the guy. I warned you about Alfaro, man. I warned you, did, you about you Alfaro. Did, you did. You did. <laughs> I mean, choice to have. But, yeah, after that, you got to pick Perez if you were going to pick a catcher. Next one would be, for me, Varsho. Because he's going to be oh. like kind of a cheat. He's going to be kind of a cheat code this year because he's going to – I think he has outfield eligibility. Yeah. So, definitely, if you're going to go hit, you're going to go there. Yeah. Varshow or Perez, but Varshow, you can wait a little bit. But Perez is a solid pick. You're going to get production out of him. The, the thing I like about Perez is that he's going to be a designated mm-hmm. hitter uh, more often mm-hmm. than not now. So that's going to um, give him more opportunities to be more productive. And mm-hmm. also... Um, saves his body. Saves his body, thank you. And continue to produce. And that, uh, that's mm-hmm. what we're looking for. Catchers who are not really catchers. And He's still a catcher, <laughs> but he's, he's going to get some DH at bats, and that's what's important. Same thing with Varsho. Mm-hmm. I think the Diamondbacks like the idea of using him in the outfield. Oh, so yeah. as long as that's the case, then and if he's still catcher eligible, that's what we're looking for. That's what we want. So this mm-hmm. is Scott White's team that I'm highlighting. So he got Vlad Guerrero, Shane Bieber, Julio Urias, Chris Sale, and Salvador Perez. So he's going pitching heavy, and then he mm-hmm. picks the catcher. So he needs to knock it out of the park. I mean, you guys can see the rest of his team right there, but he we're gonna see if he can knock it out of the park because he Ooh. he put he's dug himself into a hole there um with the uh, top five picks that he has. And it's a solid pitching team. I know Scott White's a uh, he's a he's he deems himself a a points league expert, which I, I, mm. I believe he is. So that means if you're a points league expert and you um and you have a kind of a of a strategy in the back of your head as to how to win these leagues. You're gonna go pitching heavy because they can uh, they can uh, rack up the points in one game mm-hmm. as opposed to waiting. You know, that's assuming that you're playing in a weekly league like like I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one game is is a is a major factor. One Huge, game yeah. uh, starting pitcher can get you 35 points as mm-hmm. opposed to a, a, a hitter who might go on a slump and get you like five points or ten mm-hmm. points and 
So anyway, but so, pitching can kill you though. Like and, they have, uh, bro, they have bad me. games. Good grief, it's a wrap for you. <laughs> and then not, and then the other frustrating part was that we, when Sean and I were doing uh, the weekly forecasting or whatever you call it mm-hmm. and looking to see okay which uh waiver wire fodder is available who's gonna do the two-start pitching mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's it, it wasn't as consistent or as existent as in years past like mm-hmm. we noticed a lot of like guys showing up multiple times because baseball teams they're constantly um flipping the rotation and and, and maneuvering mm-hmm. the rotation for matchups and the bullpen games even the guys were oh this guy's listed twice this upcoming week yeah but he's a it's a bullpen game do we want really one inning outings from these guys no we want the five innings and get you the win and the strikeouts so it's getting more unpredictable and hopefully that's again that's covid related and keeping our fingers crossed that things get back to normal but at this rate we just i think we talked about it earlier on the show or before the show it's not looking like it's getting back to normal anytime soon so no it's not uh, so let's go back to the fifth round so uh any Let's see other names. Uh, Cedric Mullins and to finish out the round in the fifth round, um, he's becoming a he, his stock has just got way oh. skyrocketed. Oh, yeah. I mean, last year, I had him as way past uh, uh, the top one hundred outfielders. I think it was like ranked mm-hmm. number one twenty five. I just I always liked the kid, but I just yeah, he can't stay healthy. And the Orioles, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know Orioles. what the hell. Well, now it looks like the Orioles are on the right path now, but it's in years mm-hmm. past. The every time I would get to the Orioles for my fantasy research, I'd be like, "Oh, not this team again." They just be <laughs> so frustrating to deal with. But obviously, you're a, are you a Mullins believer now, or do you need to yes. see more from him? Oh no, absolutely. He's same same thing. Same thing as Buxton. If he can stay healthy, he's going to produce. Yeah, and I like him. Man, he's going to get a shot. He's going to get the shot to shine. It's hard not to do that in Baltimore because they don't have a lot of talent besides Mount Castle. Mullins, maybe Santander. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's going to get a shot. So I'm a believer in Mullins. Sorry. Yeah. And the, Orioles, well. the Orioles always have talent, man. I mean, raw talent, I guess I should say. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, they always do. And it's just they can't. Something happens and they can't put stuff together or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, Austin Hayes. How long have we been hearing about Austin Hayes now? Um, long time. Long time. Uh, and then they had another outfielder. Uh, DJ Stewart. That's another guy we've yep. been hearing about for a long time. A long so. time. Feel good story in Trey Mancini, though. I yeah. love to see that. Yeah. So. Um, but their pitching is where it comes down to. They just they can't get it right when it comes to that. Yeah. John that Means. Area. I think John Means got hurt last year, uh, mm-hmm. and he was their best pitcher. Aside from that, it's just a bucket of crap, unfortunately. <laughs> they, they had Matt Harvey. God, smoke. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes for next year. But I wouldn't hold my breath. Who are their prospects? It's always with their prize. Oh, yeah, Adley Rushman. Um, not Rushman, yet. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez, D.L. Hall. But, you know, those are D.L. pitchers. So if they get to or- the Baltimore, will they self-implode? Because that is such a ballpark that's detrimental to pitching. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take a look at the fifth round again. Let's see the list here. Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, Paul Goldschmidt, Luis Castillo. Oh, there's a name. <laughs> Luis Castillo. Ooh. Um, yeah. I mean. <laughs> if he gets traded, I think I'll feel, I think he needs a, a fresh start somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he does. I, I, I'm a Luis Castillo believer. I'm a truther. I will follow him ain't no river low enough ain't no valley wide enough i messed up the lyrics i'm sorry i always mess them up 
but uh, <laughs> I will follow him into the dark until he mm-hmm. proves otherwise. Because there are games last year where he's like, "All right, he's back. He's he's mm-hmm. he's he's got stuff figured out," and then he'll come back and give up ten more runs. Uh, <laughs> so, but all said, I mean, with all that said, I mean, he finished with a three ninety eight ERA, which is mm-hmm. a miracle because it looks mm-hmm. like he was. He was in for a really, really bad season. I mean, mm-hmm. so we'll see if uh, if things get better for him next season. Um, let's see. I'm trying to look at the Statcast data and what the hell did they do to my? <laughs> what? Come on, man. Fan. Oh, hey, guy. Yeah. So I mean, it shows that he's not. Nothing changed in terms of like how uh, hitters were lining up against him. It seemed like everything else was normal. The only thing that went up was the ERAs, but I mean, for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. So maybe we're dealing with a guy with just Bad luck as hard bad as it luck. is. Yeah, very bad luck. Extremely bad luck. Yeah. All right. So that's uh, and then Ryan Pressy's the second relief pitcher that went into the second round. I don't know if I trust Ryan Pressy that much, but mm-hmm. Nick Nick Mimikos does uh trust him enough. Who did he draft in the last round? Nick Mimikos, he drafted oh Nolan Ronaldo. So I really don't like his team. So whatever. Uh <laughs> World Series champ, uh World Series champion Max Reed with Merrifield. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad fifth round. I think I like the nah. fifth round picks better than the fourth round, it seems like. Oh, it's like with with Merrifield. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's getting a little old. You don't you're not concerned about that? Nah, he's 31. Nah, that's not too bad. Uh, well, I mean it's 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 new major league baseball, man. Uh the uh 31 is like the new 34 now. Don't you know that? Eh, it's, like, no, it's not football. <laughs> if it is for baseball terms, yeah. Like Listen. you and I, like I'm 38. I, I'm I, I'd be 44 years old in baseball in major league baseball terms right now. It's all about well, league... <laughs> well, it's all about uh adjusting for league averages and all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? That's what we talk about. Um to the sixth round we go, George Springer. Oh, and you Darvish. Now we're getting Trevor Bauer. What man, you don't even know who you're playing. What the hell is you doing? I mean, but now we're okay. So, stash picking. Oh my lord! So, uh, I mean, I what? I don't even know where to begin. I mean, the, the first three names are just actually the first two names are shocking enough, and then you get to that third name, like whoa, whoa, whoa. But I, I thought maybe huh. the fourth round it was kind of questionable. This sixth round is really blowing my mind. Uh, the other guys are Nick Castellanos, Teoscar Hernandez, Charlie Marte, who we just talked about, Justin Verlander, mm-hmm. Justin Verlander. Wow. Uh, uh, wow. I, mean, I don't know. How, I don't know how to start this. Uh, okay, so let's let's one piece at a time, right, Jacob? One piece at a time. Let's start with outfielder because George Springer is the first pick. So, of this group, George Springer, Nick Castellanos, Teoscar Hernandez, Starling Marte, and Cody Bellinger, which which uh, outfield do you like the best here? Which outfielder do you like the best? <sighs> Teoscar Hernandez. I he's one I don't trust. So I just. Because uh, they're gonna move stuff around with him and um, this other guy, Grichuk. Grichuk. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if the, Castellanos. I love mm-hmm. uh, Springer. Springer. Joe Springer is gonna be Joe Springer. But we talk about steals yeah. and getting on bait. I'm going with Marte. I'm I'm gonna go with Marte. I think he's gonna he's gonna have fun in the NL East. Well, the negative. That city field. The negative is he's playing with the Mets now, so bad things. Listen, are we're not going to listen. We're not. We're not going to have any bashing. We, 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 let me have my moment. That we, we got a decent play. We got a decent player that's going to play center field. He's going to yeah. give us steals, hopefully. Yeah, right. He's going to steal like ten bases and piss me off. But, hey, but yeah, I'm going to go with Mark. Every with Mark. year I sing the praises for the New York Mets, and every year they let me down. Every single year well, on this podcast. Welcome so. to being a Met fan. No, I don't like welcome this. I don't like this at all. <laughs> 
exactly. I hate, this. I hate it. it. It sucks. It, listen, you did it with the Cubs. And all I gotta say is it took a long time to see it. And you finally saw it. I'm, that's, I'm gonna have a belief that it's gonna be listen, but there's a difference here. But the, there's a difference, man. This is this is personal. I take this personally. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about my fantasy team, though. This is years of trusting Michael Conforto, Brandon Nimmo, Jacob DeGrom, that's what Edwin you Diaz. Listen, CC, that's where you were wrong, all right? Diaz, whatever. Conforto, eh, he pissed me off last year. We're not going to get to that. I have a lot of reservations. He pissed me off last that. year. Nimmo <laughs> was doing his thing. See, Nimmo, you did a smart. He'll, he'll get you on base. You know, he'll walk. Yeah, but he, know, only, he he only hit eight home runs and stole five bases and in 386 plate appearances. And I, I, maybe I'm nitpicking here, but for <laughs> this this Brandon Nimmo is always gonna just mess with my mind because like you mentioned, on high on base, uh, respectable. I mean, really good ops and all that, all those mm-hmm. other numbers. But where's the counting stats? Where are my counting stats? Damn it, I need more from him. <laughs> Even in my points hey. league, he doesn't. He's not a also, very consistent player, so he always gets hurt too. That's another one that always gets hurt at the wrong time. He always gets hurt when he gets hot, yeah, and it never fails, never fails. But yeah, I'll definitely go with Marte. I'm feeling Marte on this one, yeah. I, I kind of like him too for the stolen base factor. Uh, in a points league, it might be a little bit different, but I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Nick Castellanos, uh, he, he, I mean, he'll go into these steep slumps that it's they're inexplicable. Yeah. Uh, Springer mm-hmm. is getting to that point where he can't stay healthy, um, and he might be ducking certain games. Teoscar Hernandez comes with some baggage <laughs> with the high strikeouts. Mm-hmm. You caught that, I heard. I, I okay, you caught that. Uh, and then Cody Ballinger, that's that's the big question mark. And I want to believe that Man. there's a bounce back year in his in his future, uh, but that's a really tough um, case to make. Question: Because you you know these numbers better than I do. You and Sean. Has he had the worst like post MVP season, like one of the worst? Because <laughs> God damn, <laughs> what the hell happened? I'm, wow! I just you, watched a few games and I'm just what the f- yeah, you, what? You, you, you caught me off guard there, but <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting to answer. <laughs> um, it's a good question. I don't know, but he if, if he has to be up there. I mean, this was I mean a dollar sixty five batting average. I mean, I know we don't. <laughs> We don't take those numbers seriously here in the Total Basis Podcast, but Oof. there's a lot. Of, there, I mean, there's a lot to a lot, a lot of um, what do you call it? See, the way I use batting average nowadays, Jacob, mm-hmm. is it, it, it doesn't clearly evaluate the player, right? It doesn't tell mm-hmm. me who this player is, because right? But it would be nice to get to a certain number. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, over the Mendoza line, you got to get chance. So I mean, for sure, for sure, absolutely, but. That's just a starting point. So, so if a guy's hitting two fifty, you know, mm-hmm. I, it, it's just it's just the start of something yeah. much grander, right? It's not the mm-hmm. end all be all. Like how people get mad that people cite WAR all the time and all these other fancy new numbers. Well, people mm-hmm. cite batting average like it's still nineteen thirty two. Like <laughs> it's a different era. Strikeouts are high, uh, mm-hmm. and 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 we're hitting for more home runs now. And okay, so Bellinger's job was to hit home runs and hit mm-hmm. for power. And what this $1.65 batting average is telling me is that there was a lot of holes to his game, a lot of holes to his swing. Mm-hmm. So it starts there. So it, it, it's uh, the batting average should be a starting point yes. that leads to other curiosities. So when a guy is hitting, like, let's say if he had 250, right? So, yeah. well, what's his contact rate? Is how How is he swinging at pitches? Are, mm. are his walks up? And then I think somebody mentioned, well, I at least want to see a 250 batting average. And the, I forgot who it was in the, in the baseball life group. Well, I, 
I know batting average, you guys mock it, but should we at least be seeing a minimum of 250 batting average? Well, it depends because I saw a list of the 250 batting averages uh, mm-hmm. the, of the leaderboard last year, and it just depends what you like. I mean, there's there's mm-hmm. plenty of guys who are scrubs who hit for 250, and there's plenty of uh, consistent hitters who also hit for 250. Uh, mm-hmm. An example is Max Muncy. Are you really what? going to hold Max Muncy accountable for only hitting 250? <laughs> like, it, it, I mean, Max Muncy had a monster year last year. You're going to tell mm-hmm. me that the 250 batting average is is making you hesitant to believe in a Max Muncy? I don't think so, man. Come on. Listen, Pete Alonso hit 262, and I'm taking that all day. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, along with the power, power yeah. numbers were there. Exactly. Oh, we, we I forgot we said Castellanos and Larry came out of nowhere. You know? <laughs> oh, his, no way. Uh, yeah, he did, too. <laughs> That's swear. It's just like Genie. Just, oh, Castellanos. Here comes Larry. All right. So we know that Larry loves uh, Castellanos. We know that uh, Melvin does not like Dylan C. So, I mean, that's what I asked for. Give me players that you like and don't and, and dislike. So, uh, well, since uh, out of respect for Larry, let's go talk about Castellanos. I mean, I had him in my league last year and he was doing pretty good. And then mm-hmm. he kind of disappeared in September. At least, you know, that's the anecdote that I'm going with. Uh, he is now a free agent. So Castellanos uh, hit 309. I mean, he had a really good season as well. So maybe it's just me. Maybe my standards are too high, Jacob. But I could have sworn that he, I, I couldn't trust him last year anymore. But, I mean, he had a really good season. 34 home runs, 100 RBI. Uh, what are you going to say there? I'm sorry. No, he did. No, no, I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing with you. Oh, okay. I thought I, thought I was interrupting you. I do apologize for no, that. No, 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 no. There's a lot to like here. I just... So yeah, I mean, I guess we, we're we're kind of sleeping on him, but uh, he he's not going to get you stolen bases. So he's just a pure professional hitter. He keeps mm-hmm. improving every season. There's a lot to like here. Uh, he is going to be entering his age 30 season, and it just depends where he goes um, in free agency. Is he going back to the Detroit Tigers? I know that he loved playing with the Chicago, Chicago Cubs, but that was with Joe Madden on the team. So maybe he'll go to the Angels. I know that was the rumor for a while, for a long time, that the Angels were like going to go after him. So, yeah, but then that's yet another hefty contract that the Angels are going to give to an outfielder. So we'll see about that. Uh, I don't know how it's going to be different this time. But the one thing I, I'm worried, very worried about Castellanos is that he is a hyper-aggressive swinger, man. Very aggressive. So, But he makes it work. I mean, he makes enough contact. He makes uh, enough uh, good decisions at the plate to be productive. So maybe, maybe, maybe Castellanos is the safest pick here. But then Marte, even at this advanced age, he does bring that that speed, that wow dynamic. So, uh, so yeah, uh, uh, Castellanos and, and and Marte were picked later in in the in the sixth round. But I, I guess we can both agree that we like those that we like those two guys ahead of the uh, uh, ahead in, the, in this round than later in this round. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, okay, uh, so we talked about okay now 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 here it gets really tricky with these starting pitchers and I. I don't know, man. I in this in the in the, in the first six, eight, nine rounds, maybe before I get to hit the double digit rounds, I mm-hmm. like a little bit more of a of a, of, a, of a safety net with my starting mm-hmm. pitchers. You Darvish, Trevor Bauer. I guess these are the moves that win you leagues. But if these guys don't live up to their uh, past uh, accomplishments, you mm-hmm. are really shooting yourself in the foot here. I think. Because there's just no way to make up for that. I don't think you can, not in the sixth round. I mean, the, the drafts are won in these rounds. Am I blowing this up? I mean, there's, there's Justin Verlander as well. 
Am I blowing this out of proportion, Jacob, or or is it one of those no guts, no glory kind of mentality here that maybe I'm lacking? I mean, how do you see these no. these starting pitchers going this early? Oh, I think you're correct on that. Well, these are the kind of moves that can kill your season because the yeah. Trevor Bauer pick, we both saw him like, oh, wait, oh, wait a minute. You don't even know what's going to happen with this guy. Yeah. And I wouldn't have touched him right now. I, I really wouldn't have. Um, who else? What else did they get? Where we at? Where we at? Uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, oh, Justin no, Verlander. So Justin Verlander. Verlander. Yeah. Verlander. And Alec when Manoa, if get... you want to include him as Manoa, well. No, 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 no. I definitely wouldn't want that. Was, that's like a a dynasty pick kind of thing right there. Yeah. Because you don't know what the hell you want to get out of him. And I still think the AOE is going to tear his ass up every which way but loose. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, just the kid, is he has an arm. I give him that. He, his arm is electric. Secondary pitches worries me a kind of a little, but yeah, this is a question mark all over this one, man. I can't. No, you you have every right to be worried about it. Even with Verlander, yeah, the history is there. Still a solid pitcher, but coming off an injury, what do you want to get out of him? I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Just, well, Nathan Judah, we're looking at his team. I mean, it's not, I guess it's not as bad as I thought it would might be at this point, mm. but yeah, Max Scherzer, uh, Kevin Gossman, Max Reed and Trevor Bauer as his number four starting pitcher. So maybe it's not that bad of a deal. Maybe he'll mm-hmm. want to roll the dice. Uh, we just mentioned some of the outfielders that were picked and we'll, we'll take a look at one more time to see if, if, if we would have gone a different direction than Judah, but Judah is going for that juggler, man. Oh, and, yeah. and you're, and you're noticing that, that's another team right here. Scott White was the first guy, and then so was the uh, – shoot, I forgot the other guy we were talking about. Uh, but Nathan Judah is another one of those who are like, hey, uh, it's a fantasy points league head-to-head. I want my starting pitchers. I need to depend mm-hmm. on my starting pitchers upcoming because he only has Mookie Betts and Marcus Simeon as his uh, hitters, and that's it. So he is going to be depending on a lot of uh, sleeper picks yep. to fill out his uh, – infield and outfield so let's go back to the sixth round and let's 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 talk about this really quick and move on to the seventh but uh all right so now that you know that you uh, i'm sorry trevor bauer his pick let's just yes or no i guess uh mm-hmm. yes or no questions lightning round style okay trevor bauer or nick uh, castellanos who would you go with castellanos Teoscar hernandez or trevor bauer trevor bauer oh okay starling Marte or trevor bauer Starling Marte. Justin Verlander or Trevor Bauer? <laughs> Justin Verlander. Okay. Alec Manoa or Trevor Bauer? Trevor Bauer. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, Francisco Lindor or Trevor Bauer? Francisco Lindor. Come on, man. Oh, okay. Liam Hendricks or Trevor Bauer? Liam Hendricks. Okay. Wander Franco or Trevor Bauer? Wander Franco every day of the week. Are you shocked that he went this late? Yeah. And Franco, yeah. Especially mm. after the year he had, yeah. And the promise that that kid showed. Yeah. Dude is a damn man child. <laughs> but yeah, I'm shocked. I really thought somebody's gonna jump on a little bit earlier, but hey, better late than never. Last guy, Cody Bellinger or Trevor Bauer. Cody Bellinger. So that's uh six guys you would take ahead of Trevor Bauer yep. in this round. Absolutely. Oh. All right. Well, I mean, maybe Nathan Judah's on to something, but I think mm-hmm. I agree with Jacob here. Says so I think I would rather get some of those players that were mentioned than Trevor Bauer. But it, you know, if Trevor Bauer comes through and it turns out that he's just gonna get a slap on the wrist for the things that he did, then this mm-hmm. is a championship caliber draft pick that he just selected here. This might be the difference 
in this draft. So, all right, on to round seven. I wouldn't draft him personally, though. I, I think he's in. I'll no, put him on my do I, not I draft him. list. So uh, I, I I have confidence in myself that I can get someone else. But then again, you know, I I, I, I lost to Sean last year. So the fuck do I know, right? Well, well, I mean, if you're gonna lose anybody, <laughs> no man, I don't like to lose. I don't. I listen, take up. Who does? I take. I took that personal. <laughs> Every single time I step into any league, I always believe that I'm the best guy in the league, even though As results might show otherwise. But as you should, though, you know, that's that's called confidence, man. That's what you need. Yeah. That's like you're playing yeah, a right. basketball game. You might not be the best one on the floor, but yeah, you know, I'm gonna kick your ass. That's that's yeah. it. I'm gonna kick your. I'm gonna hack you. I'm gonna I'm gonna poke <laughs> your kidneys and, and 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 fuck your ribs. I don't care, man. I I Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> hey man rodman i think i told you guys before if it wasn't for dennis rodman i probably wouldn't have the guts to play basketball <laughs> with my friends or with my uh hey. with stranger strange kids that i've never met before <laughs> no but that's my thing like i could i i still can't shoot i still have a horrible jump shot i can't dribble to mm-hmm. save my life uh i could play defense a little bit although not not with my knees not no i can't do it i can I, i'm better with positioning i guess i'm trying to say i'm better with positioning mm-hmm. and uh but rebounding, I can still rebound. Like you're not Same. gonna outwork me on rebounds. <laughs> and that was my thing. And that was back when I had some athleticism still as a as a five nine power forward, right? There you go. There you go. Dennis Rotman taught me that I can still get involved in the game if I just do the mm-hmm. other things. Rebounding was one of them. Defense was the other one. And Dennis Rodman will always have a special place in my heart because of that, because he showed me the way that there's other ways to contribute to a basketball court. And I guess I mentioned my friends. So I, they weren't my friends to begin with, but, you know, playing with them, I, I made a lot of uh, friendships because of that. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. always grateful for Dennis Rodman as, you know, role models. What's that? I don't believe in role models, Ernie. I am not one of them. <laughs> but, you know, fine, you don't have to be a role model, but just you could lead by example. And, and I think Very Dennis true. did that. So, I mean, the other stuff, no, I'm not going to dress in a wedding dress or anything like that but or wear <laughs> makeup or or be naked on a cover and that's not me yeah but, that was, yeah, was kind of wild but on the court stuff well, aside from the headbutts and the kicking of the groins i'm all for that <laughs> anyway uh trevor story we talked about last week frankie Mont. this is the seventh round now yep frankie montas trevor rogers jose abreu see i like this i like this list a little bit better so um mm. is that wrong i don't like this phillies pick though what the hell was that ramon suarez for the phillies that's uh, ranger Ranger, Ranger Suarez. Suarez, okay. Texas Ranger Suarez, Texas Power <laughs> Ranger Suarez, okay. No, I don't like that pick at all. I know saves are important. You got ten points per saves. I'm assuming, but I don't like that. Aloy Jimenez, Joe Musgrove was one of my guys from last year. Tim Anderson, mm-hmm. Ian Anderson. Damn, I, I was like hoping. Him. I was hoping for one more Anderson. Yeah, I think uh, I've been doubting Ian Anderson. Like, it, it's it's and it's peculiarities. It's it's the, it's the little things that bother me about Ian Anderson. But I think we now have <laughs> a nice. Things. I'm sorry, what was that? No, he said it's the little things that bother me about <laughs> Well, I mean, if I'm going to be critical of Dylan C's for having, like, for not showing enough control, I mean, I got to do the same thing for Ian Anderson. Ian Anderson has uh, yet to have a minuscule walk per nine that you're looking for from a really good starting mm-hmm. pitcher. He's uh, always been above 3.70. And then his strikeout per nine went down last year. As mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I predicted it, but I thought there was going to be some, uh, some, um, some disappointment for guys who, for people who drafted Ian Anderson because mm-hmm. it's just impossible to meet those lofty expectations because he what he came in in 2020 and and surprised a lot of people and uh was uh the jab in the, the arm that the Braves needed well mm-hmm. his strikeout per nine went down last year and his home run rate went uh, his home run per five balls went way up so he got exposed a little bit um so he's still a work in progress 
But one thing is he will go out there and compete. And that's all you can really ask for from a guy, Absolutely. from a pitcher. So uh, the whip went up oh, again, as well. I hear audio. I hear audio. I hear audio. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> yeah. So I hope that 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 was not our intent was to copyright video <laughs> on this podcast. But anyway, that's Ian Anderson. Uh, but yeah, that's a nice pick in the seventh round there. Carlos Correa, so JD Martinez, Clayton Kershaw. I don't know about Clayton Kershaw. I don't know if his now that he's not going to be with the Dodgers. I don't think he's going to be with the Dodgers anymore. Is he a free agent? Did the Dodgers yeah. decide to I think, bring him back? I think they'll bring him back, though. Ah, uh, okay. Um, anybody, let's go with uh, what's the one player you didn't like in the, in the seventh round? Uh, I'm gonna go with. Tim Anderson, because he sucks. No, I'm just kidding. I like Tim Anderson. Um, I'm going to go with Ranger Suarez. I don't really like him too much. Yeah, that's a slam dunk pick. All right, let's quickly move to the eighth round. Uh, We're at that point where we need to speed things up, so I want to get through all the picks. Not all the picks, all the rounds, at at least. So Uh, eighth eighth round, uh, Blake Snell. So Dan Gilbert decides to go Clayton Kershaw and Blake Snell. Listen, I made fun of these guys for doing that, for trying to look for these veteran pitchers or veteran players overall and getting mm-hmm. the bounce back year. So I'm going to – I'm just going to keep my mouth shut because last year I, – I, I re-listened to that episode from last year, and there's a lot of uh, – a, a lot of uh, egg on my face because of it. So maybe <laughs> – I don't know. Do you, I'm going to see it to you. I, I Personally, I've never trusted Blake Snell. You I know, like Blake Snell. There's something I, off about him, though. But okay, something so you, about him. <laughs> you believe in Blake Snow? It sounds like I do. I do. Okay. I definitely do. He has the stuff. He'll get you high strikeouts. You know, he'll. He's a gamer on the mound, off the mound. <laughs> but he's <laughs> definitely yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, nah, he's he's a good pitcher. Us in San Diego, let him get going. Let him get on a roll. That was the biggest part about San Diego. Just they couldn't get it together. They're too talented not to get it together, and that's why I trust them so much. Yeah. But um. I think Blake Snell would be fine. I'll trust him more than Clayton Kershaw at this point. What about Steven Matz? Yeah, your former Matz. Anyway, uh, next yes. subject. Oh, two good stars, ten bad ones. You know, like, let's bring him back and give him a whole bunch of money. Yeah, have fun in St. Louis. Well, it's St. Louis. He'll kill it. He'll, yeah, he'll, he'll piss everybody off. But yeah, like, Steven Matz of all go, people. Yeah, that's that's how he was. He was inconsistent as hell. Twenty twenty two Cy Young Award winner Steven Matz. I'll throw up. Oh, and again, it, and again, it's personal with me because I've been. Uh, it is personal. <laughs> I've been trusting Stephen Matz again, former Mets player. I went heavy with the Mets players, and Crazy. then he, and then he would just screw me every which way but loose. And then he gets to the yeah. Cardinals, and all of a sudden, oh, now you got to go after him again because the Cardinals, and they're gonna fix all his problems. Like, okay, guys. Nah. Anyway, um, let's go. Let's go. Any player that you like on this on this eighth round. Okay, we got uh, my man Chaz Chisholm. That's my guy. JT Real Muto. I forget about him. I mean, he's one of the most productive catchers. And then, if not the best catcher in the NL, um, mm-hmm. he does everything. <laughs> Another one, he'll get you 25 home runs. He'll hit, you know, for a, de- a really good average being a catcher. I, I love JT. It's just, I should have freaking picked. I don't know what I was thinking, not going, jumping and getting him, but, you know. Live and learn. You live and learn. Yeah, yeah. And boy, listen to this podcast and you'll learn some more, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> How do you get 30 wins in a in a in a fantasy baseball season? You listen to Felipe, man. 
or, or, and, or listen to Felipe and any guests I might have on this podcast. Uh, it's, I guess it's going to be awesome for a little bit longer. And uh, so we'll go from Sean there. Coming back? Sean said that he will let me know. So I'm waiting for him to let me know. And I'm just going to leave it at that. I mean, I like Sean, but he's going to yeah, let me know. Paul, yeah, he's being Paul Blart. I'll let him be. Paul. Oh my God. <laughs> Sean, I love you, bro. I had to do it. Oh, <laughs> do wow. Well, here's a guy. Well, since you mentioned Sean, uh, here's a guy that Sean likes a lot is Shane McClanahan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yep. I like him too. I just, I don't, I don't know what the hell the Rays are going to do from one game to another. But mm-hmm. right now, uh, according to Roster Resource, he's the ace of that pitching staff, whether yep. it's by default or because they believe in him. That's another story for another time. But mm-hmm. if that's going to be the case and he's going to be giving, he's going to be giving the ball. Every five days, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Then, yeah, give me all the Shane McClendon can that I can handle. <laughs> so that's a nice pick by R.J. White. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Anybody else that kind of sticks out? Maybe Carlos Rodon. That's a guy I'm kind of worried about. Yeah, but, he makes yeah. – Chris uh, Bryant. I'm a Chris Bryant guy, so, of course, I'll pick him. But we'll, – We'll see where he goes, yeah. Zach Gallon. Mm. I mean that 2020 he had. Yeah. <laughs> he was ace. He was ace like man, and that in, the injuries killed him. Plus being on a really Bad. mediocre. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Corey, but they were just ass. I mean, you talk about dusty ass bitches. That's the <laughs> Arizona Diamondbacks. But no, nah, just being on that team. But it's hard to keep a guy like him down. I think he'll have a bounce back year. I really like that pick. So yeah, my points league, I had a tough choice between Zach Gellin and Blake Snell. And it turns out I would have I would have really screwed myself uh mm-hmm. with that pick no matter what. I went with Zach Gallon and then what a week or two later, I find out that he might he need went down, yeah. Tommy John surgery. And I don't think mm-hmm. he got the surgery, but something to be considered. I mean, I guess in the eighth round, it's not too much of a of a concern for uh mm-hmm. uh John Russell, but I don't know. Ninth round. Oh boy, how the mighty have fallen. Former MVP, Kristen Yelich, former top five fantasy pick, Kristen Yelich. Going in the ninth round to Michael Michael Henry, who mm-hmm. is getting two reclamation projects, Carlos Rodon and Christian Yelich back to back in this round, uh, in this part of the draft. I again, I am a firm believer that Christian Yelich is too damn good to be this bad. Yeah, I agree. So we'll see. I he's been dealing with injuries left and right. And now you can't help but think like maybe those rumors about him cheating are true. Like there's like there was video of him like kind of getting signals from teammates, and he knew that what pitches were coming. Hey, because everybody cheats in baseball is what we found out the last couple of years. Right? <laughs> no, it's just the Astros and Garrett Cole apparently. But anyway, but then you got Brian Reynolds going to Scott White. I mean, I, I think even if uh, if Christian Yelich was available to Scott White, I think he still would have picked Brian Reynolds here. I can't speak with him. But then you still got Randy Arozarena, Sanrice, um, and Jesse Winker. So some really good outfielders in this round to uh, to go after. Um, mm-hmm. But is Kristen Yelich still the best among this group in your in your book? Yeah, it's hard to go away from a former MVP just removed. Yeah, I'll even, say. even with Sanrice on, on on the list here, Arozarena, yeah. you don't trust? Yeah. Him? Uh, I mean, he's good. Yeah, absolutely. Rookie of the year for a reason. Old, but no rookie of the year. No, I got to go with Christian Yellick, man. You got to go with the guy that's done it. You know, the MVP guy. I'm going to go with him. Okay. Uh, Bobby Witt. see that late. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm just kind of <laughs> wondering if, if that's the right move to make with the other outfielders that are available. Because there's some really good outfielders on this list. Still, absolutely. But, but I guess Christian Yellick might come with the highest upside still because he is a 
former MVP. Although in terms of upside alone, I think Sunrise mm-hmm. uh, Rosarena might be the way to go, but uh, we shall see how that turns out. Um, Bobby Witt Jr. So we're under the assumption that he is going to be brought up by the Kansas City Royals and they're not going to mess up. They're not going to mess around. They're just going to bring him up and just insert him at shortstop day one, actually third base, according to roster resource. So either way, you're good to go. So that, that might be a, a, a decent pick. The only problem is that he's a rookie and not established and might have some growing pains. I mean, think about Jared Kalenic and how he struggled when he was finally called up. But hey, if the Royals don't mess around and they bring him up right away, get those mm-hmm. growing pains out of the way and just let him develop in the major leagues. Because what else does he have to prove, right? Um, Jonathan, Plus and you other... can't run away from the DNA. Oh, for sure. Although Bobby Witt Sr. was a pitcher who had control issues for a long time. But Bobby Witt <laughs> Jr., the shortstop, he has a lot of pedigree to his name. He was a mm-hmm. was the first pick overall. Drafted first mm-hmm. First round, second pick overall. My bad. Second yeah. round, second pick overall. Uh, okay, really quick, Jonathan. So we got both rookie of the years on this on this ninth round. Mm-hmm. So Jonathan India going there as well. Uh, so some guys, Casey Mize might be the one question mark, but Casey Mize also, like, he's a former first pick overall. Mm-hmm. And then Joey Votto. Do we still believe in Joey Votto? Um, Absolutely. All right. That, man, that's he that still question. gets on base. He still hits, man. All right. Until Joey Votto is dead, I'll trust him. Well, Dan Gilbert is not messing around. Joey Votto and to finish the ninth round, and then Javier Baez to start the tenth round. So some big names going this late. Uh, what do you think about Javier Baez in the tenth round? Um, it's going to be interesting to see him going to Detroit and see what he can do there. But you know, it's late. Like I said, late rounds. If you get a guy like that, you scoop him up. But he's so I'm okay with it. I don't hate it. Yeah, I, I know Austin doesn't like him, and I know Sean definitely doesn't like him. No. Uh, at, at least he didn't like him with the Mets. I like no, Javier he... Baez with the Tigers, though. There's something about mm-hmm. it that I, I, I'm i going to enjoy. I think the big ballpark might actually be beneficial to him. And mm-hmm. what he lacks in home run power, he'll just make up for it in doubles. And he's a yep. very exciting player on the base pads, so he might even stretch those into triples. And we just talked about in a points league, two points for doubles, three points for triples. It might It might add up in other ways. And uh, maybe maybe we'll see Javier Baez turn into the major league hitter we always thought he could be, he could be, or he might strike out three hundred times next year. Who knows? Um, any guy you want to talk about in this tenth round before we move on? My guy, Brian Hayes. Mm-hmm. Love that kid, right, man? He's going to he's he's special. I think he's going to be special. He'll be traded in about two years though, but um... maybe next year too. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible, but yeah, I love Cabrian Hayes, man. It, he just has it. So I think I could have sworn that he did not have the monster year that he had before last year. I mean, it is the Pirates, mm-hmm. but yeah, he kind of had a disappointing season last year. You're not concerned that mm-hmm. no. uh, that maybe you're so you're expecting a bounce back year from him? Yeah, he'll have a bounce back year. Yeah, uh, good players, they know how to bounce back, and I think he's one of them. So interesting. Uh, Development here in the 10th round, J- Justin Turner and Anthony Rendon, and then Cabrian Hayes, obviously. But let's talk about those two old heads right there, Turner and Rendon <laughs> uh, at third base. Who would you have preferred here? Rendon. Yeah, same. Yeah, a little bit younger, you know, hurt. Just a tad. Yeah, just, just, I mean, just a tad younger. And plus, he, you know, it's another guy that you say you can't keep good players down for long. He's another one. You know, he got that contract for a reason. Yeah. He's going to produce. Mm-hmm. And 
Yeah, Rendon's 22 bags, man. Come on. <laughs> and I know Turner's old, but he's proven to be a little bit more durable. Just a tad yeah. more durable than Rendon. Uh, even though he's about, yeah, he's entering his age 39? 37 season. 37. Oh, he's 37. Okay. Yeah. And he's still producing. Justin Turner is. And uh, he's basically doing what we thought Anthony Rendon would be doing with the Angels. Mm-hmm. So we got a couple of Los Angeles third basemen there. So, But we're still going to go with Anthony Rendon, I guess. Because uh, I think he, ha- he has to be due for a healthy year. Absolutely. Him and Mike Trout. And maybe Justin Elton. So we'll see for the Angels. Not a fan of this Kyle Schroeder pick. Especially, mm-hmm. well, I guess at this point, maybe Schwarber and Meadows are pretty much the same player in terms of offensive production. But I don't know. I, I we'll see what the eleventh uh, round shows. But um, let's go to it right now. Eleventh round outfielder. There's Jared Klenick. I think I would have preferred yeah, Jared Klenick. Although I think Jared Klenick is still in a platoon with the Mariners because they do have a plethora of outfielders they can go with. But mm-hmm. Klenick comes even close to that potential that he that he uh, that has been following him for the for a lot of his uh, young career. This might be a real nice surprise, and I think uh, yeah, he might end up being better than Kyle Schwarber, but watch Kyle Schwarber hits 35 home runs and drives in 100 RBI <laughs> next year. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about here. So, uh, What's a name that kind of pops out here, whether good or bad, in in this round? Michael Stanton. All right, listen, mm. you, get him, you get him late, I think it's a win. I oh, mean, yeah. it's, he still puts up – I don't – I've seen a lot of drafts. He goes late, and every time he does, he puts up monster numbers. Yeah. Oh, he gets hurt a lot, and but he's like kind of that exception because he'll put up all his numbers before he gets hurt. And I don't know. I always believe in him. I just, I just, I'll take. Give me my thirty-five and a hundred. <laughs> Wait, what, what about Kyle Shore? What if he gets thirty-five and a hundred? I mean, then you're good too. But you're gonna take Stan as well. You can take yeah. both. Take both. But yeah, I like I like Stanton and I like Chapman. Oh hell no. Uh, Michael Kopech, I really think he's about to take that jump. We'll see. I believe that's we'll one kid. I call him Mini Thor, but that's who he reminds me of so much. Because when he puts it together, it's going to be ridiculous. A couple of shout-outs I want to him uh, hand out here. Uh, Leon is tuning in, and my guy, Coach Phil from uh, Northwest Illinois, is also tuning in for a little bit. Good morning, guys. Hey. Hope you're enjoying your Sundays. Merry Christmas. Merry early Christmas. Happy holidays. Um. <laughs> Brandon Crawford for me, I don't know. If you're going to wait this late for, for a shortstop, I feel like you might as well just go young. But mm-hmm. uh, maybe Nick Mimikos wanted to get Bobby Witt here and he missed out and now he's just missed. Yeah. in need of a shortstop. And I, I think Crawford, what he did last year was an anomaly. And I think it's all downhill from here. But we've been kind of doubting. <laughs> no, listen, we've been doubting Brandon Crawford for years now and he, he continues to produce. So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe I don't know what the hell I'm doing here, but I don't know. He's in, he's going to be 35 next year. Eventually it's not, I mean, 24 home runs at this late in his career. Come on. In San Francisco. I, come on, man. Hey, not a San fan. Francisco. They get, they get the most out of their plays. I'll say that. man. And oh. just, that just goes along with that team though. Cause who really expected that last year? Yeah. I mean, and then just, everyone clicked. And then Wilson Contreras, uh, the other another catcher picked in this round, so not not too shabby. No, uh, no, I, no. I guess uh, Kopech. I know you like him, but I'm I'd be very concerned about Kopech just because he's never mm. done it before. This is going to be the first time he'll, he'll be in the rotation. He's already in his in his mid twenties, so a lot of his early twenties that he should have been developing, he spent on mm. the injury on the injury lists, and uh, he also missed out on the twenty twenty season because of personal reasons. Mm. So yeah, but. 
like you mentioned, we talked about the stuff, 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 stuff. I mean, it translated to bullpen work, so hopefully it'll translate in mm-hmm. uh, being the fifth man on that rotation for the White Sox. What was I talking about? Oh, so I want to see if any other shortstops go after Brandon Crawford in the 12th round. There's Jay Cornerworth. He qualifies as shortstop, yep. so he mm-hmm. might have been a better option. Both of them. Tommy Edmond, I love him. Maybe a better option than Crawford. Uh, another shortstop anywhere. Willie Adamas, he he showed mm-hmm. that he loves hitting in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. Oh, waka, waka, waka. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, maybe those are three guys I would have selected over um, Brandon Crawford there. So uh, maybe Mimikos just kind of panicked. I don't know. So who did Mimikos pick in this? So he turns around in this round and gets Zach Greinke. Uh No, sorry, Nick, man. I don't know who the hell you are, but I'm not a fan of your 11th and 12th round picks here. <laughs> what about Nathan Judah going with Cindergard? Low risk, high reward, I guess. And uh, you saw I mean, that he's going to be wearing Nick Eddinghart's old jersey number, so good mm-hmm. for him. Very classy move. Yeah, that's pretty Force cool. Play. I like it. Yeah, the, the Angel fans are gonna love him. Yeah, I mean he's uh, I mean I always loved him. I, I, even oh, as yeah. a as a Cubs fan, I I always liked him. I I trust I put my trust in him, but that was my mistake putting my trust in a Mets player. Well, we'll never learn my lesson. <laughs> uh, they got a couple of Yankees going here. Uh, DJ Lemayhew, Joey Gallo. Um, I like me Lemayhew. Oh yeah. I am starting to, hitter. yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the epitome. I mean, he, Ben Zobis retired and DJ LeMahieu says, I'll be that guy next. I'll be the next man up. <laughs> Joey Gallo, I'm starting to sour on him. Um, I, I just, I mean, he has the talent. He has the ability. He has the power. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a steal here in this late in the draft. Maybe there's a bounce back, but man, so far he, it looks, it just sounds like he's just, He's just succumbing to the uh, to the shifts, and he's not adjusting the way he should be. So, mm-hmm. uh, Adley Rushman, that's an interesting pick as a catcher. We talked about the yeah. catching, and there's your guy Dalton Varsho as well, listed as a center fielder. But he he should have catching, uh, he mm-hmm. should have catching uh, eligibility. So, mm-hmm. well, what about what's uh, Joey Bart? I'm surprised. I wonder if we're gonna see him on this list. Well, let's find that, out. That's that's the guy, man. That's, that's the- <laughs> yeah, that's been the guy. So let's find out. Mm-hmm. 13th round. We had a few more rounds to go. How are we doing on time? Oh, snappy. All right, let's speed this up. Uh, 13th round, uh, I guess the guy that sticks out, Luis Severino, mm-hmm. for sure. Anybody sticks out to you on this round, 13th round? I like Stroman Yoka. I like Sonny Gray. Okay. Sonny Gray for the Reds. Uh, that's not a that's a solid pick. Uh guys that I don't like on this list. Um b- 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 I guess Chris Taylor. Just because I don't know what the Dodgers are doing. But I, although it sounds like they're gonna <laughs> give him all the plate appearances he can handle because they're kind of sh- uh, shorthanded this upcoming season. Mm-hmm. Uh and give me a player you don't like on this list if you have one. I don't if I have one. Okay. That's okay. We'll just move on to the 14th round. Who the hell is Clayce? I don't know who he is. Oh, Emmanuel Classe, the guy with the 100 mop. One, he was on my team the whole year. That's why you don't know about him because uh, I wasn't going to let him go. <laughs> listen here, Jacob. 100-mile-per-hour fastball, and he mixes that in with a 100-mile-per-hour cutter. Good Lord. And he's huh. probably going to be closing for the Cleveland Guardians from now on. So, Really? No Karen check? Nah, Karen check was too Karen wild. Check. And she, we're finding out that he <laughs> might have been doing something that he shouldn't be doing. So, uh, Oh, man. All right. Yeah, oh, okay. man, that's right. All right, give me a play you don't like. Uh, you know, it's it's getting late. 14th round. Give me a play that you like on the in the 14th round here. My man Ryan Mountcastle. Oh boy, okay. 
Can't go wrong. It's like a creative play fucking name. I thought it was fake when I first saw What the hell? It's a video game name. What the? <laughs> uh, who else? Torkelson. Okay. I Ooh. mean, is he coming up? We'll see. I mean, it sounds like he uh, is. I mean, Why Rizzo. Not? Okay. Ryan. Savale. I, I don't like him, man. He. Uh, he yeah. he's, I don't. He's. I had him. He's just so inconsistent. He have like two good games. I, you know, it's, yes, he's finally putting it together, and then all of a sudden. Oh yeah, this guy gotta go. <laughs> I, I, I just yeah, Savale, no, cut and it out. Joe Ryan, that's a guy we talked about late in the year last year. He kind of showed mm-hmm. up and um, he posted some decent numbers. So that's a guy you want to mm-hmm. keep an eye on. But I'll definitely take him over Aaron Savale and even Tristan McKenzie oh, yeah. for sure. Something's off 16. about Tristan McKenzie. I want to like McKenzie. I just I, I can't make heads or tails. But Joe he Ryan's, I'm sorry, he needs to, yeah for sure. He needs to eat. <laughs> Get to the buffet, get to the post-game uh, buffet. Uh, some good young pitchers. Logan Gilbert's on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, I like him. So, yeah. some So, you can still get some good, nice, decent young pitching depth late in this round. Maybe even Tristan McKenzie if you want to believe in this stuff. But, man, there's just something off about him. I guess I can't quite mm-hmm. like, put my finger on it. 15th round, Alex Kirilov, Paul Quantrill. Uh, a couple of young guys there. Uh, well, at least unproven guys. Um Let's see. Let's go with guys you don't. Uh, let me give me a guy you don't like in this round. I don't like uh, Trent Grisham. Ooh, he's just really. I don't know. It's just something about him that I just don't like. It's like he'll have. He's another. I feel he's inconsistent. Maybe I could be wrong. Just what I've been seeing. It's like uh-huh. he looks good at one part, and then the next part you're like, why are you even here? <laughs> but I just. I don't like him. <laughs> I just yeah. I don't like him. Yeah, what is uh, about? I just I don't like him. Sean's a big fan. Sean loves of him. Of course so he is. But... Listen, we always argue about everything. I hated Lucas Duda. He loved him. I just we never could. Yeah, some things. Well, just... he was supposed to be a breakout last year, and as you can see, he's once again going late in the draft as a flyer. Uh, not not necessarily a flyer, but yeah, some guy. Hey, if, if things break out properly for him, he mm-hmm. might. But once again, he was a borderline. 10, 10, 15, 15 guy. If that's 15 home runs, 15 stolen bases, he finished with 13 stolen bases instead. Um, finished with similar batting average and everything. The ops was down last year for some whatever reason. Maybe I can't make heads or tails about him. But, yeah, I had him on my teams as well, hoping that there was a breakout. And now I don't know if I want to. Oh, he's irritating. Yeah, but he's still young, <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess Cal Quantrill for me. It's just a guy huh. I don't understand. I mean, I, I, there's the DNA involved, but he, he doesn't strike out enough guys. But that seems to be like a Cleveland thing. They, they'll just get mm-hmm. whatever pitcher that doesn't strike out a lot of guys and turn them into, you know, at least get get me four or five innings, and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Quantrill, I wish if his strikeouts, if he could show me that he could strike out more guys than he has shown so far. Uh, well, he wouldn't be drafted this late in the first place, but. <laughs> But true. I guess that's a. I mean, well, no, I'll take it back. Maybe Desclafani is another guy I don't trust. Even with the with the Giants, uh, although maybe with the Giants he'll be better. But I don't know. He had a chance to prove himself last year with the Giants, and I feel like he didn't take mm-hmm. full advantage. Like a, I don't know, like a Kevin Grossman did. Like 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 I kept telling you guys about. Um, yeah. Andrew Vaughn, maybe he'll stick take a step forward. But man, it's like he's supposed to be so good, and yeah. I, I nothing impressed me about him. I mean, that, that was some spurts where he, he was, started out hot, right? Didn't he? Yeah, and, and he took advantage of the playing time because he was getting all the playing time that he can handle because Eloy went down, Eloy Jimenez went mm-hmm. down, so did Lucas, uh, Luis Robert. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, and then I do like Kyber Reese. Yeah, I was uh, just about to say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So keep an eye on him, perfect. especially in the 15th round. Oh, yeah. That's a perfect place for him. That, that might be a massive steal. Steal. 16th round. Uh, Give me a guy you like on this list. Uh, Alberto Mondesi. Ooh. Uh, right. I think, I mean, I just, that, that kid has so much potential. And his speed, like, you, you get excited about it. You're like, damn, this kid fucking move. Yeah. He gets on base, he's healthy, he's going to be a problem. And really quick, give me a guy you like on this list. Uh, let's see, that I really like? Oh, 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 oh. I'm sorry. Although you, I don't you, like? Yeah, that's what I meant, don't like. Oh, okay. Uh, Pablo, oh, wait. That Pablo Sandoval? No, okay, no, no, okay. I'm losing my mind. I saw that. I'm like, oh hell no. Yeah, no, I did I'm the gonna same go. Thing. Don't worry. I did okay. the same thing. <laughs> I'm gonna say Tanner Hulk. Hulk. Am I am I sold on him yet? All right. We like him here, but I know I, it's a tough question to ask this late in the round. Yeah, so I guess it's in this late in the round, we'll just go with the guys we like because it's like who cares? It's the double digits. <laughs> We're getting close to the end. Uh 17th round. Give me a guy you like here in the 17th round. My man Juan Mancada. Uh, that's my guy. All right. You still believe in him? Absolutely. By the way, it's Patrick Sandoval, the Los Angeles Angels okay. left handed pitcher. That's my, what the hell? I, but I did this. I did the same thing. I did the same thing. Uh, my guy that I like in this uh, batch of players. Poof. <laughs> boy, oh boy. I guess I'll go with uh, Ryan McMahon just because he plays in course field. And it sounds okay. like he's going to get all the playing time he can handle now that. Mm-hmm. Um, that they had to get rid of all the guys that they had to get rid of. So mm-hmm. hopefully he'll take advantage and continue to hit 30 home runs. So nice, sir. 18th round. Uh, Give me a guy you like. Guy that I like. I like Jordan. Mon- well, no, matter of fact, no, I like Dylan Carlson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just saw that. Now. I love Dylan Carlson. It's a good pick. Is, he's good. I give you a guy. Hey, I can't stand Carlos Carrasco. Get the hell, him the hell off that list. <laughs> not seeing him pitch last year. Yeah. All right, get him out of here. Well, I, maybe this will be the year he, he'll be fully healthy from cancer treatment and All he'll right, stay healthy. But yeah, I feel like I we've been waiting on Carlos Carrasco for a decade mm-hmm. now. Uh, yeah. There's Sean's mm, boy, Chris Flexen. Yeah. Oh, I know. He, Sean loves those command guys, man. He <laughs> loves those. Oh, the guy with the nice changeup. I love that guy a lot. Yeah. Okay. I know, Sean. I know. Um, <laughs> my guy, I'm going to go with. Let's go with Luis Patino, just for the upside aspect. Okay. Luis oh, Patino, yeah. highly touted prospect. It. And mm-hmm. it looks like he'll be uh, in the rotation. So oh, yeah. hopefully the Rays don't mess around too much. No, he went in the Snell deal, right? I'm sorry, what was that? Did he go in the Snell deal? Yeah. Yeah, he's part of that okay. big Snell deal, I believe. Yeah. Gotcha. Sounds about right. So he was okay. with the Padres for a while. We're almost mm-hmm. there, 19th round. Um, Once again, give me a player you like from this uh, list of 12. <sighs> I'm going to go with Gene Segura. He seems to always just be in a throw in everybody's side, especially the Mets. <laughs> and playing in the NL East, he kills everybody in it. So I'm going to go with Gene Segura. Yeah, i definitely not going with Gene Segura here. I, that's <laughs> a guy I, I have not liked in the last couple of years. But I don't, care. I don't even pay attention to what he does. But he'll be 32 next year. Let's see what he did last year. I'm, I'm, I honestly don't know. He was, I, he was solid, man. Yeah, yeah, 14 home runs. Kept his strikeouts in check. On base and batting averages way up. So, so yeah, uh, the stolen bases are down, unfortunately, for him. That, that was yeah. the one thing that he was supposed to be good at. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, that that was, but hey, 14 home runs from a middle infielder this late, and that's a solid pick. And now that you made me look at it, so <laughs> I would have gone with Glavar Torres uh, over Gene Segura, but that's another uh, good one. Yeah, and that's, good, that's that, good value. That's yeah. really good value. Somebody being this late. Yeah, I mean, he went from being a top first three round pick, Glavar mm-hmm. Torres did, to what what round are we? Nineteenth. <laughs> That's very late for him, so good for him. Uh, I bragged about Brandon Rogers in the previous episode, so I'm gonna brag about mm-hmm. him, Brandon Rogers. I know he doesn't steal bases, but I, I think playing in course field, same thing, Ryan McMahon. And you're getting these core, uh, these Rockies players at a, at a at a nice, good value price because mm-hmm. before you had to really um reach for these Rockies players because they're because oh, yeah. of the offensive surroundings that they have in course field. Mm-hmm. I am shocked to see these guys, the Ryan McMahons and the Brendan Rodgers, go very super late here. So lots of uh, people are not believing in these Rockies players. Uh, we're almost done. 20th round. Once again, I need a player that you like from this list. All right. I'm going to go with – I need a – uh, I got to play. I hate – but um, I'm going to go with Yanoa <laughs> from oh! Atlanta. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. You know what? I'm gonna go. He looked so good before he was an idiot and punched the wall, like dude. But he's one of the rising stars in that freaking the Braves farm and yeah, well system. Excuse me. And he's yeah. already he's there. He's gonna be a starter next year, and he's just solid on the mound. I, I think that kid is gonna be really good. Well, that was my guy, but you took you <laughs> stole my thunder. All right. So you say you got you got a guy that you don't like. Who's the guy you don't like here? Mike Zanino. I, <laughs> God, that that's just my freaking. I I had him so many times. I'm like, oh yeah, maybe he'll, you know, he hit over two forty and give me some kind of hell no. That dude, ugh, he just pisses me off. I don't like him. We uh, talked about him last week. Uh, I don't know if you ugh. you caught that. We, we, that, that. That's my bus for catcher. But I'm mean, gonna I guess yeah. this late in the draft, maybe it's not so bad. I but would Bart, I still didn't see him. Yeah, I haven't seen him either. So uh, maybe maybe you you go that route, but uh, I mean, uh, if I had to pick catcher, I would go Bart. So you know who also would go Bart? Uh, March Simpson. <laughs> That's her baby boy. All right. I, I, I still don't think he's the catcher of the future, though. I think that's Patrick Bailey's child to take soon as he's ready. Ooh. All right. Uh, I guess I'll go with Josiah Gray just because of the pedigree. I like that. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I mean. It's kind of slim pickings at this point in terms mm-hmm. of the players that I really like. I think uh, these guys did a good job of of snatching up the players that I liked in this in this mm-hmm. draft. And you already took Husker Yanoa from me. So <laughs> how did Josiah Gray do with the Nationals last year? I'm looking it up right now. So with the Nationals, it was a mixed he, bag. Well, 12 starts, uh, nine strikeout per nine innings. So that's more than I expected. The walks were mm-hmm. way up there. So he has some work to do. The home runs were way, way up there. Mm-hmm. But the fastball velocity, right? I mean, it, it lived up to expectations. Mm-hmm. So can't really uh, fault him too hard there. And, uh, you know, he really didn't get hit hard. It's just anytime he gave up a five ball, it just landed in the seats. And he had a very, <laughs> very high uh, five ball rate of 53%. So he's a five ball pitcher. So usually five ball pitchers are more, they're very underrated because if a five ball, if a ball goes in the air, that's an automatic out. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, if it keeps going up in the air and it just keeps going for larger distances, then it's a home run. So that's unfortunate mm-hmm. for him. But what was his BABIP? Uh, 250. So, yeah, that's what happens with fly ball pitches is that it doesn't, that the batting average on balls and play doesn't really account for that. But last thing I wanted to look at here was the plate discipline. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, he and for a young guy, he doesn't do a lot of swings. But it's, it seems like as soon as he was that he got exposed with the Nationals with all the uh, mm-hmm. uh, as more game film was available of him, the people and, and more data was available of him. I think uh, major league hitters were able to figure him out. But I mean, he's mm-hmm. still a, a very highly regarded prospect from the Los Angeles Dodgers, no less. So hopefully uh, 2022 will be um, things where he will be the season where he figures things out. All right, last round. I'm just gonna tell you, Tyler Stevens is my guy. I cannot yeah. believe that he's going this late, though. That that you, if you get Tyler Stevenson this late in the draft, uh-huh. that, that's a slam dunk. <laughs> so that's an easy one. I'm not gonna give you that one. Give me, easy. give me some, give me one that, that that we probably haven't talked about yet. I'm gonna go with. I would have said Julio Rodriguez, but that, I think that's more of a stash because I don't know if he's coming up this year. Yeah, I mean, he has he to. He has to at this point, but but. I mean, yeah, so I'm going to go with Julio Rodriguez. If he does come up to the rumblings are kind of showing that he will be up this year. Yeah. But Garrett Hampson is like my second one. Okay. That dude did something about him that he's, I think he'll be really good this year. Mm-hmm. But and if he stays healthy, he plays 162. Yeah. I think he'll be fine. That dude's a blow around the bases too. So another Rockies player, yet another Let's Rockies see. player. So holy crap. So um, we're tapping the Rockies. At the Rockies, <laughs> course <Coors> line. <laughs> I like Rockies players that go this late in the draft. <laughs> yeah, this is amazing that we. I'm not used to seeing this kind of uh, value from Rockies players. Like mm-hmm. I said, you usually have to pay a high, hefty premium just to get those guys. My guy, uh, there's a lot of good names here, but oh, yeah. let's go with. Uh, I guess Alec Bohm is too good to be this bad. Yeah, it's. <sighs> I thought he was gonna like kill it. I really thought he was, but he definitely had a setback. But yeah. he's too good to be that bad for this long and that long. So I think he'll have a bounce back year. Yeah, hopefully for his sake. Not the Mets. <laughs> well, hopefully for his, his sake, he does um, mm-hmm. step up and take that step forward. You look at his uh, at his prospect report, and it's like, man, how is how did he struggle this mightily? I mean. Mm-hmm. But at any rate, that is I, I so uh, we did go as always we did go over. But as I always tell people, hopefully we provided you with enough information. There was a lot of players to go through, even though this was only a twenty-one round draft. Mm-hmm. But hopefully you uh, are able to you saw the names and you kind of uh, follow along with the method to our madness as to why we went the way we went with in terms of the players that we liked and did not like from this draft. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a uh, you know what it is, Jacob. It's also a good precursor to the actual draft. Just seeing what the experts yes. are doing with these so-called experts. They're, they're experts. They do this on a regular basis, and uh, <laughs> getting yourself ready for your own mock draft or, or for your own rankings mm-hmm. or for your own list and say, well, geez, man, if 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 Scott White is drafting Scott Barlow this late, I mean, maybe there's something to. I'm just this is the first name I'm seeing, by the way. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe I should maybe I should uh, rank Scott Barlow a little bit higher. Maybe maybe the mm-hmm. Royals were, are not going to go by bullpen by committee like they've done in the past. Maybe maybe it's time to believe in Scott Barlow. And possibility. Apple, yeah, there's a possibility. Or Nick Mimico is going with Yadier Molina. I, I'm like again, I still have my screen open on the <laughs> other side. Yeah, Yadier Molina. Um, when Tyler Stevenson was right there, I guess not everybody believes in Tyler Stevenson. Not even the experts. I like do. the way, like the way I believe, like you and I believe in Tyler Stevenson. So, but so yeah. So if you when you see that, like, uh, uh-uh, I will disagree with the experts, and Tyler Stevenson is going to go. Shh, 
shut shut up <laughs> on my catching list. And again, we talked about those catchers on the previous episode. Jacob, tell the folks where they can find you. Same thing, you know, catch us on Mondays. Myself and Leon Tompkins, we're going to be bringing the smoke on Monday. Talk about, on the step back, talk about COVID protocols, burning sage, you know, I think the whole, you need a sage tree to get all this bad luck out of here. But you can catch us on Monday. We discuss, we try to discuss everything that we can with this NBA season dwindling, looking like it's going to go back to the bubble. I mean, this is frustrating. I hope they don't cast <laughs> the season like they did that one year where it ruined our fantasy basketball league. I mean, I, I oh, don't know. Gosh. That was just... I hope not. But the Nuggets and Nets game has been postponed. The Cavs mm-hmm. and Hawks game has been postponed. Just saw that. It uh, looks like Frank Fogel and Trey Young are on the COVID list now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, th- and that's just the, the games that I'm seeing on my phone. I don't know if... Um, Probably more. There's probably Especially more. As a Bull, like as you as a Bulls fan and other Bulls fan, like views are having like a great year. You finally get it correct, and then this happens. It. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it weird. sucks. I mean, it sucks for everybody, and not just for the Bulls, but everybody. But you know, again, I take this personal. <laughs> I just need Lonzo Ball to ball out tonight. If there is a game, I don't know. I know the first two games this week were canceled, but I was hoping that mm-hmm. the Sunday night game or the Sunday game. I don't know what time they're playing. If they are playing, but I was really hoping that the Sunday game would still take place. Right now, I'm losing to Andrew's team, and I might be the victim of his first victory. Oh. But, but yeah, I says, I, you know, I, I already benched Luca because he's hurt, and I might have to bench him again next week. And I already benched, I got Bam out of Iowa, who's already hurt to begin with. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to bench Lonzo Ball because I'm going to need those 35 points from him, maybe hopefully 40 points. Like, I'm just going to need a super, super game from him just to uh, catch up with Andrew, who uh, is having a pretty good week this week. Uh, he's, of course, he he has a good week against me when I'm down. And <laughs> so like, this is the one time where so for Andrew, for him to win any game this year, like it has to he has to win ugly, like low scoring game. And I felt that I could beat him in a low scoring game because my team is stacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, the, the, the game where I wanted him to have a low scoring game, he actually goes over 300 points. So he did. He... <sighs> so we'll see. I got you. Yeah, how's your league? How's your team doing? Uh, they're falling, man. This injuries that did not happen. John Morant going down. Jalen Brown never plays a full week. Um, I'm trying to just mix and match where I can. You know, Patty Mills is starting to come on, so I might have to drop him in my lineup. Well, I don't know now since Kyrie's going to be part time, like freaking Goldberg. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you don't know what the hell you're going to get out of him. Just it's a mixed bag with my team, but you know. That's how you, you got to go through that. You play to win the game, and you got to make the good moves. Yeah. And try to keep your team in it. Well, it's a long season. You, I mean, you, you're going to face your division one more time, and you're going to have to prove oh, yeah. yourself against those guys as well. So we we shall see. And, but anyway, I got to get going because the wife's going to kill me. For <laughs> yeah. Jacob, I am Felipe. Listen to the Total Basis Podcast and all our podcasts when you uh, subscribe to our show on Stitcher, Apple, Spotify, Google, app i mentioned apple already we also have youtube <laughs> so if you want to look at the visuals that we shared on today's show go to our youtube page i am felipe that is jacob of the step back podcast thank you for joining me thanks for everybody thank who you. listened today and we'll talk to you soon take care everybody yes sir